Queer the City from Homotopia, The Walk, Episode 3. Lime Street, L1. It's midsummer and a heat wave. I step off the train. A light breeze ruffles through my hair. And as I head down the platform towards the exit, I move briskly, eager to immerse myself in the new city, new to me, not so new in itself. I walk the gauntlet and the railway staff direct me outside. I'm immediately confronted by the sight of Georgian buildings, heavy, imposing, stunning architecture, but as we all know, riddled with the difficult history of the trade and transport of human people, uprooted, enslaved. I wonder which brings more tourism, this horrible history, or Beatlemania. I walk down the steps, eager to get moving and soak up the vibe. I see a busker with bright neon yellow hair playing a flute. It takes a few notes of the song for me to recognize that it's actually the melody to Penny Lane. Looking around, people seem happy. How could people not be happy? Being blessed by the sun's rays, it feels safe. I wonder if people have a sense of pride about this city and a loyalty. I pass by a shop selling sweets and newspapers. I debate buying a cool drink or an ice cream but I want to keep moving. The shop reminds me of the Hillsborough disaster. I look around for any Sun newspaper advertising, despite being pretty sure that the Sun newspaper is still boycotted in this city 30 plus years after the incident. As a brown, queer, trans-masculine person, I'm certainly not the Sun's demographic. No skin off my nose. I'm also not massively into watching sports, however, after overhearing a conversation on the train, I'm aware of the city's recent success in football. I pick up my pace along the concrete towards my hotel. I'm so delighted to be on foot, en route, after a stuffy train ride, and it's a great opportunity to get a feel for the city. I wonder where I am in relation to the city's LGBTQIA scene. I wonder whether its focus is with a capital G, on camp pop and cheesy nights out, just like in many other cities I know. I pass by a location I recognize from photos of a trans rights protest, which had occurred just a few weeks previously. Unlike the relentless sun today, the images of the trans rights protest were from a dismal and drizzly day. I remember thinking the turnout had been very good, considering the weather and the pandemic. Swiping through the photographs of the event, I'd been struck by the lone image of a young girl with long brown hair, with eyes that looked directly at the camera in the same way that Greta Thunberg looks. I'm young and I deserve to be supported. On closer inspection, I realize that it's Emily, a 12-year-old trans girl who started a book club she had been gifted many copies of one of my books, The Trans Teen Survival Guide. This is the book I wish I'd had growing up, and I'm so happy that this book exists today. In the protest photo, Emily is holding a handwritten sign directly over her head, which simply states, I am not a threat. And it's true, 
How could this girl be seen as a threat? All trans people deserve to feel safe and respected regardless of their age or stage of their transition. Emily represents a new generation of trans people. Emily has been supported by her family and has her whole life ahead of her. Her protest sign reminds me of another trans girl I saw in a documentary who held up a sign stating, I'm the scary transgender person the media warned you about. She was 10 years old, just a kid, wanting to feel safe and supported, loved, accepted. I wish I could have made it to that trans rights protest. I continue walking down the street towards my hotel, taking in the mixed bag of architecture, examples of colonialism, historical tourism, rundown signs for closed shops and cheapest chips nights out, and general gentrification creeping in. I reach a set of traffic lights and pause to cross the road. Someone with a gorgeous whippet stands next to me, and as I lean down to pet the dog, I spy a cluster of stickers attached to a post. One particular sticker catches my eye. It is a crude drawing of a penis with the words, women don't have penises. My heart sinks. It's from an infamous hate campaign against trans women and I can tell it was placed there pretty recently. The lights change, but I'm too focused on the sticker. Unfortunately, my nails aren't long enough to remove it. So I reach into my pocket and locate one of my own stickers. I peel off the backing and quickly glance around before covering the offensive sticker with my one, bearing the words, trans is beautiful. There, that's better. Now I'm part of the city. Lime Street, L1, written and performed by Fox Fisher. Audio produced by Laura Brown. Series produced by Alex Ferguson on behalf of Homotopia. The Unity Theatre co-commission with support from BBC Radio Merseyside. Visit homotopia.net for more info.